Dun dun. I'm not gonna do this one again. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome to another episode of A Sip of Crime. You know, I got my main man. No easy. It ain't cheesy. Being sleazy. Hello, hello. Damn, that's that's weak, bro. That's weak. That's weak. Hello, hello. There you go. There you go. Say it with your chest, bro. Say it with your chest. You know me, man. I'm your man, Mac. Always trying to do something stupid, but it doesn't Looking always like a snack. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like a snack, but sometimes I feel like a whole meal, though. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like it all, it all depends the on the day. Included? Yeah, if you if you want to go sweet and savory, I'm chocolate, and then I get sweaty, you get that. <laughs> Don't put that visual in my head. But uh, speaking of visuals, this episode <laughs> we're about to talk about today. It's gonna put some visuals in your head. <laughs> that's some nasty one, or I guess it will be some, some tasty up. ones. Yeah, some, some fucked, fucked up, up visuals. <laughs> some disclaimer. Some disclaimer. There's uh, a lot of talk about body mutilation and what else? Man, like, uh, what, what, what do they call it when there's a term? There's an actual term. Shit. No, there's an actual term when people like to, you know, do certain things to certain things, horses per se. There's an actual term when it's not people, bestiality, right? Nah, that's the this, animal. One, that's right? what animals. Yeah. Well, you know, that's ne- kind of like it. No, uh, no, it's not like it. It's not necrophilia, is it? No. Mm-hmm. Is it fucking corpses? Yeah, necrophiliac. Ooh, okay. Interesting. Anyways, yes. Let's get to the story. Today we are talking about none other than what we're talking about, Noah. We're talking about Carl Tanzler. That's now, a name for you. It, it's a name, and get this. He also went by another name. And I have I have a couple of rules in life. One of them, you don't fuck with anybody who goes by the name of Count. Like if they're Count something. Count Chocula. Count Chocula, Count Dracula. Don't matter. <laughs> if he if he a count, don't fuck with him. Don't fuck with him. Don't fuck with him. Because they got backup. Basically. So this guy also went by Count Carl Van Cosell. Count Carl Van Cosell. That's a mouthful to say. But anyways. That's what she said. <laughs> This dude's from Germany. He was born in a small town called Dresden back in 1877, uh, February 8th. He actually, so he serves in Germany, right? Or he, sorry, he doesn't serve. He's a regular dude in Germany, and I think he's a scientist. Did he say a scientist? He was a scientist. Yeah, he, so he was a scientist, and he wanted to do a study in Australia. But he happened to sail to Australia around the same time of the First World War, right? When Germany first started invading a lot of other countries in Europe. So because of that, Australia was under the rule of the British Empire at that time. So he actually, him and his entire crew that were on the boats sailing to Australia, their actually goal wasn't to get to Australia, it was to get some islands uh, right. south of New Zealand, just to do some studies and shit. The South Sea Islands, they're called. He got arrested in Australia because, again, the British Empire was at war with Germany, and they were German scientists. So they're like, fuck these guys. And they got locked into British internment camps for 10 years. Right, because if you really take a look at it, what were most of the Nazis? German. Germans. I don't so, even know if there were Nazis. Though, but they guy. weren't, but because it was Future around the Nazis. time, it was around the time that Nazism was like like happening. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, especially if you're traveling and you're German, they could tell like you're German. So what are they, they going to do? They got to protect their people. Yeah. If you're traveling to, a, especially Australia being under British Colonization. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, because that's what it was. was. It's because the U.S. was under British colonization for the longest time until like they paid, they bought their way out. Mm-hmm. But they just wanted to protect their people. So right. the be- what's the best way to do that? Arrest the motherfuckers coming their way. You know, you got German motherfuckers coming your way. You don't know what they're capable of. They might be spies trying to infiltrate your government. 
if, especially scientists. Mm-hmm. Think about that. I still think it's a trippy that like Germans they started two world wars in like the span of like twenty five years. Like, how are someone not monitoring them after the first time? It's like ah, fuck it, <laughs> they'll be all right. But but it, it, let's, let's think of, look at it this way too. How do we see Germans this day? I don't want to say evil, but we see them as normal, normal fucking people, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Just like we see the Russians, but what are Russians doing right now? Yeah, Russians are kind of evil. But we don't think about that. Like we meet, I like, think about it. If we walk outside, you meet a Russian person, you're just going to assume that person's evil? Yeah, you're part evil. She got evil blood in her. You putting me on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. He's kidding. He is kidding. But not the first red flag, then I'm going to be like, nah, you're evil. You're Putin's kid. <laughs> like if you're if okay I'm a, okay two things I'm a, I would look for if you're Russian or you're German and you have a Trump shirt on then we're having a different conversation. I feel like yeah, I don't think that's a thing though. It Maybe is. Maybe Russian. It is Germans. Germans. I think it's a different thing. But what, right. what are Nazis? I mean the the neo Nazis. Oh yeah, you're right. True. Right. Like it, it makes you think. Right. Like you're you're looking. Like a little bit further because now you're like, all right, you're German, you could be cool, but then you wear a Trump shirt, I'm not fucking with you. Yeah. Kind of up. You know? Yeah, makes sense. Well, back to our buddy Carl. Over Carl. Here. Uh, he was a Nazi, for those wondering. <laughs> but yeah, after those 10 years, after those 10 years, he went back to Germany and get the. Well, actually, they didn't even send him back to Germany. I thought that was kind of funny. They were in the British internment camps. Once they got done, you know, the war's over. Britain sends it back, not Britain, but British Empire sends it back. He actually gets sent back to the country next door in Holland. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back to Germany to find his mom. And he moves his mom to the United States where one of his sisters already lives in the uh, in Florida. Yeah. And he actually goes through Cuba first because I think at the time he couldn't go straight from can, Germany yeah. to the United States. So he goes from Germany to Cuba, then to Florida. And he meets a woman by the name... Of Doris Schaefer. Doris has, Schaefer. They have to get married in 1920. They have two children. And uh, like I said, in 1926, that's when they go from, again, Havana. Germany to Havana, Cuba. And, and then, then to Zephyr Hill, Florida. How do you say that? Zephyr Hill. Zephyr Hill? I would say something completely different. But I'm see, glad you said we, it. we have a water in Florida called Zephyr Hill Springs. Zephyr Hills? Yeah, so Zephyr Hill is like a thing we say on, the, on a day-to-day. Floridians are weird. Have you been to Zephyr Hills? Yes, I've been to Zephyr Hills. Zephyr Hills, like uh, um, outside of Tampa, like it's, 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 it's a lot of old it's, people. Let's just say it's Northwest. A lot of old people. Mm, more like the younger generation who's trying to get away from the old people. Okay. okay. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So in 1927, Carl becomes a radiology technician in Key West, Florida. He actually leaves his wife at the time. I don't know why. I don't know what their finances were at the time. But he decides not to bring his wife and kids. He just like deuces. I'm gonna take this new job. Oh, shit. How, you, how do you keep your side side females happy? You can't take your wife <laughs> everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I guess you gotta protect the. He's a count for God's sakes, Noah. <laughs> yeah, you can't trust him, man. <laughs> you can't trust people who go by the name of Count. And so in 1927, he moves to Key West, Florida. Um, and this is something that we'll go back to his childhood. But basically, his whole life, he had these visions. That he was visited, kind of similar to uh, the previous story we did last week. Right, right the Greenbrier. Mm-hmm. Like the mom saw the ghost of her daughter, this man, Count Carl, he saw these visions and had these dreams that were very real-like, but basically that this 
one true love, this one woman who was dark-haired, didn't really have a whole lot of other details, but she was dark-haired, a little bit darker skin. She was his one true love. And so he was always in pursuit of this one true love. And maybe that's why he never took his kids oh, and his wife right. to Key West, Florida, because he was I, still in pursuit of her. I always wonder why people like have these vivid dreams of their one true love, but they could never quite capture them. So because they can't, so the people who are, like their, their loved ones are the ones who suffer, right? Like, for example, I could, I've watched a, a different interpretation of Bonnie and Clyde, right? Yeah. Where they say Clyde envisioned himself with Bonnie before he even met Bonnie, right? Like, help me make that make sense, right? Because yeah. how can you envision somebody you've never met? You would have had to come cross paths with that person at least at one point in your life where you'd yeah. be like, damn. And then you think about it and you're like, all right, cool. Like, this is why I'm thinking about that person because I've crossed paths with them. But if you never crossed paths with that person, how are you going to know that person is the one? But it could be like one of those things where like soulmates, you know what I mean? And like past lives. I don't know if you're like people listening to really believe in that, but I kind of have like a feeling that's true. Like people that you know in past lives are so, you get along with them so easily in your current life because you guys were. Is that what we're friends? Maybe. Could have been like squirrels in a past life. <laughs> just hanging out Trying the to tree. get a nut. <laughs> Not each other's, but just someone else's. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, hey. Okay. I'll take that point of view. All right. So yeah, anyways, <laughs> Carl would have these crazy dreams. Um, again, didn't really have a lot of details to the face, but he just knew it was a dark-haired, dark-skinned woman. And so... In 1930, in April, he meets a woman by the name of Maria Elena Milagro de Ayos. That's right? a name for you. Well, if Carl's name was a mouthful, mm-hmm. this name is a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Big mouthful. <laughs> like, goddamn. And anyways, while he's working at this hospital as a radiology technician, uh, Elena gets brought to the hospital because... Uh, I forgot exactly why. She was getting brought to be examined, but she was right. sick at the time. She was sick, yes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people at the time in this little town, again, Key West wasn't that big at the time, right? Yeah. But uh, Elena was very, she was like recognized as like the local beauty. Like that's what kind of people referred to her as. She was like the chick of the town. Like yes. everyone wanted her. She was the main, the main attraction of the town. Yeah, she was the main attraction. That's Basically, crazy. That's what yeah. it was. That's you crazy, know? yeah. You know, she wasn't like, it's just like, when he would look at his wife, he'd be like, damn, I wish it was Helena, kind of thing. You know, like, yeah. she she was one of those things, like, whenever anybody would come to Key West, they see her, they're like, mm-hmm. all right, I want to move to Key West. Yeah. If that's the kind of woman I'm going to encounter in Key West, which, by the way, Key West is still kind of somewhat looked at that. If you go to Key West or anywhere north Miami, you go to the beach, people, we have nude beaches in Miami, right? Yes, we do. Where have we gone? <laughs> Um, no, we'll pack a bag. <laughs> we have new beaches in Miami, so because of that, like there are certain spots that are isolated, especially in Key West. Too, they have some isolated spots where they have new beaches. So people always sexualize certain mm. places, like Miami. Whenever people hear, "Oh, I'm going to Miami," oh damn, you going for the bitches, right? Nobody ever says, "Oh, you going to enjoy some drinks and enjoy the ocean." Right? Nobody ever looks at that. So she started that whole trend. Mm. That's powerful. That is powerful. Elena was Cuban-American. She was born in the U.S., but her parents were both from Cuba. Um, and Tanzler, Carl Tanzler, again, our main dude, he believed that this was the girl from his visions because she had dark black, hair. dark hair. Mm-hmm. She was a little bit darker skin. She was beautiful. She was gorgeous. Gorgeous, right? And so anyways, at the time, 
she was married to a dude by the name of Luis Mesa, who left her after, guess what, Mac? What? After she had a miscarriage. Fucking douchebag. Right? So, she has a miscarriage. I guess Luis is so distraught that he moves to Miami. He's like, I'm out of here. I'm going to go from Key West to Miami. Never douche, come back. That's Never a douche see you. move right there. Big douche move. And um, he's no he's no better than fishy pants. <laughs> fishy pants from last week. Yeah, he's no better than fishy pants. So anyway, she gets diagnosed with tuberculo- tuberculosis, right? And back in the twenties, like this is a deadly. Yeah, or actually, this is thirties, but still, there's no cure really. Nah. To this day, I mean, there isn't. That's why we get the TB test to test if you have it. Right. Then they hospitalize your ass for a month and a half. But I think there's like not cures, but there's Remedies. medicine to fight it. Right. Right. I think penicillin was a big reason for that too. So anyways, Carl tried everything he could to help her stay alive, but he ended up not being successful, right? But as he's doing this, right, he's working on it, get this, he's a radiology technician. Like, if you know anything about radiology technician, he's not supposed to be working, like, on saving someone's life. Like, that's right. not a technician for radiology's role in a hospital. Right. But he's trying to do the most to keep her alive. He's actually also talking to her at the time, right, because she's alone, kind of in her deathbed, quote-unquote. And basically confesses her his love for her. And she's not having it. She doesn't necessarily say, I don't love you at all. But she doesn't say, I love you at all either. Right. She's just at that point where she's trying to figure out her emotions for herself about yeah, her, her dying. She's probably going to die. Yeah. Like, she's like trying to come to a, a realization like, damn, I might be fucking dying. You know? So, anyways, Elena dies the night of October. 25th, 1931. Carl, get this, right? Carl was so obsessed with her. Our buddy Carl, man. He was down bad, as the kids say now. Fucking Carl. He was down bad. Carl paid for the funeral. Ooh. And he didn't just pay for no, like, average tombstone. He didn't even want a tombstone. He got this whole... I don't even know how you say this word. I'm a... Mausoleum? I don't even know what um, that means. Mausoleum. Mausoleum. Okay, there you go. You know more than I do. Mausoleum. Don't say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's not a tombstone. It's like a fancy. I know what a mausoleum is, but don't say that out loud. <laughs> Somebody might believe you. <laughs> but he, he paid for this. He paid for the funeral, and he paid for this fancy tombstone thing where she would be buried at, and this big ornicate thing for her burial. I mean, he treat, he wanted to treat her like a, a lack of lack of a better term, like an Egyptian princess, right? Is yeah. like what happened in Egypt back in those days. They they, they put people in tombs, mausoleums. Like yeah. they created those so they could forever and awesome. ever like live on. Like you know, like the, the, those spirits would ever live with them. Right, kind of thing. Yeah, but that's bold. That's a bold. It's that's a lot bold. of money. He's very bold. He did get approved by the family. He wasn't completely creeper. So he did ask Elena's family to <laughs> to pay for all that stuff. And so, you know, she dies. Like I said, October. 1931 and he visits her every night since the burial right every night he's there and because he would visit every night kind of similar to last week again the Mm -hmm. mother praying every night hoping for her daughter to kind of give her a message he's there every night he's in his feelings and basically he's there so much that he starts to see visions again because remember as a child he saw visions of this dark-haired woman right so now as an adult he's starting to see visions of elena Elena's body would come into form from the light. And basically, in 1933, this is how the story goes, in April of 1933, Elena's spirit, quote-unquote, 
told Carl to dig up her body from her coffin. Damn, that's love. That, that's that's creepy. That's deep. That's, 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 that's not love, man. If you were to do that, I would send you to get some serious help, man. I mean, <laughs> if if I see if I saw you before I met you, and then I met you in real life, and then now you're telling me to dig you up, I'm digging you up. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I'm kidding. All right, all but, right, Mac. But nah, like you know, <laughs> you hear that, folks? <laughs> I'm not crazy. I promise. Maybe a little bit. Um, but no. That's just like it, it. It is. It is one of those like scary things. Like to to be able to think about somebody saying, "Oh, damn! Somebody's telling me to dig up their body." First off, that should have been a, a question mark. You should have been like, "Why would somebody a ghost tell me to dig?" Up? When when she was still alive, she didn't tell me that she wanted me. Why in death would she want me if she's already when in life she didn't want me? Yeah, kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She never really acknowledged a love for him. So why in death? So this is where your psyche start playing tricks on you. Oh, 100%. You know, you know what I'm saying? I think because it's one of those things where, like, I forgot how the saying goes, but if you believe something, more than often it's going to happen. More than, right? You know what I mean? To like, a certain extent. Like, there's I this just, whole TikTok trend that goes, like, it, it, you uh, pr- you project what you sing, the songs you sing out loud. Yeah. Like, you, you know, so it's just like, you know, if I sing, I'm going to be a millionaire. That Bruno Mars song? At some point, I'm going to be a fucking oh, millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it, I, it's like he's just like believing in his own thoughts and his own beliefs to where like he he made it materialize into facts right. in his head. Yeah. You know? So a little creepy, a little creepy. That's fucked up. A little creepy. Fuck creepy. That's fucked up. Very fucked up. So Carl removed Elena's body from a cemetery in 1933. And I guess, well not I guess, but get this, right? I mean, two years since her body's died. So like a lot of shit's decomposed already. Like, that's not a human body anymore. That's like a, a fading human body. And so, in lieu of that, Carl decides to do a little DIY project. A little, like, you know how people thrift and sometimes will create a new a product new based off of, like, brand, you know, yeah. they'll buy three shirts and they'll sew them together and make a new shirt. A new shirt, right? right? He kind of did that with the human body, right? So, he digs up Elena. He attaches some bones that were falling apart with wire. This guy was smart, remember? I mean, he was yeah, a, he was an engineer. He was a radiology technician yeah. and everything. He's a, a bunch of shit. He was a genius. He found glass eyes to put in her eye sockets. Kind of weird. Um, he used silk silk cloth and wax to basically replaster some parts of her skin that mm-hmm. were decomposing already. So it could maintain it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Her hair was obviously falling out, so he got a nice wig. And he filled the chest with rags, stockings, um, and other kind of, you know, cloth material to kind of make it like a full body because obviously when you're decomposed actually i don't even know what that looks like but i'm sure you get like skinnier and yeah and then he also you know bought jewelry bought perfumes bought a lot of perfumes <laughs> and disinfectant sprays because obviously a dead person has been dead for two years gonna stink. is gonna stink but and it, that's what he would do so I, I'm, I'm looking you know, he wasn't married to her no but he took till death do us part <laughs> Very completely serious. literal. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm looking at a picture of Helena right now. She was a baddie. Yeah? She was a baddie. Like, she, like out of Good 10, out of 10, I'll give her an 8. Okay. Like, she was a baddie. Right? But, hell, you he went, <laughs> he went deep. It's still a little creepy. He went deep. He went deep. I know people do that to their pets. 
That's still that, yeah, that's still that's weird. still iffy. Yeah, but people do that, especially hunters. Like they do that to their their their, their, their catches, their yeah. preys. They do that to them. You know, um, I get that. Whatever you want to make a trophy out of it, whatever. But for a woman, you barely even know. Yeah. So, it, well, you pay for her mausoleum, and then you go and desecrate that mausoleum just to pull the body out, and then, like, do all that to that body to maintain it. That's crazy. That's a throw up moment. So again, this is 1933. I don't care what year it is. No, I'm just, no, I'm just, well, I'm just, I'm just trying to give the listener a timeline, right? She dies in 1931. Two years later, 1930, 1933, he digs her up. And in 1940, Max, so seven years after he digs her up, finally, Elena's sister, who also lives in Florida, she heard rumors that. Carl had been dancing with this lady in her house, in his house, excuse me, and people thought it somewhat looked like Elena. Right. And so her sister's like, wait, what? Like, Elena's dead, you know? And of course, she comes over, and sure enough, as she's walking up to the house, he, with no shame at all, has his blinds open, and you can see him dancing with the corpse of Elena. Lady in red. (laughs) She's dancing. You know that song. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know that song. Okay, that's crazy. <laughs> that's fucked up. That's crazy. But you didn't even think to close the blinds. Close the blinds. But I guess he's giving their also like giving his neighbors the per- perception that doing in the backyard. But he wants the neighbors to think that he's he has a partner. He's happy, you know. Even there though they go. never met her. Yeah. Kind of thing. Different times. Yep, different times. So in 1940, he gets arrested. And he's also psychiatrically examined, which I'm glad because I feel like that's the he first thing help. I would have done. Yeah, I'd he be like, hey, this guy needs help, man. Um, but as we kind of hinted at before we started recording, this was seven years after the fact that he buried, or not buried, he dug up a buried body, right? right. 1940. He dug it up in 1933. The case was dropped because oh, that house of. Must have stank. Stank. I'm telling you, you have to use perfumes like and crazy. And we didn't have Febreze back then. No. Or air fresheners. Or no. the little plug-ins. Nope. You probably fuck? had the little car things that you hang, you probably <laughs> hung around your neck. <laughs> or he was boiling. Was that forest pine? Boiling incense. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, let me get a piece of pine, throw it in some water. Let's cook that up real quick. That's crazy. Cinnamon. You probably light a match that, that helps smell, right? Not that long, though, for five seconds. Oh, true. But anyways, the case was dropped, folks, and he was released because of statute of limitations. Uh, yeah, I think that's kind of crazy. That's fucked up. So, like, technically this is a crime, but no one actually gets arrested in this story because this happened so long after the fact. He was such a good criminal because he was hiding in plain sight. In plain sight. Most criminals do hide in plain sight. Yeah, but he was, like... Hiding in plain sight, plain, plain sight, sight, with plain his sight. dead body. Or with a dead body, not his dead body, but a dead body. And so, uh, I think the crazy thing is, too, because I was reading up on it, right? Uh, you know, obviously, once this story hits the papers and everything, because some people in the community were mad that he didn't get arrested, right? Right. But I mean, as he a, did, technically. He just didn't send him a certain amount of time. True, true. He couldn't get charged with anything. Right. But as the story kind of spread, because, again, this is the 40s, so there's no social media there's probably newspapers and, like, radio at the time, but nothing else. And uh, as the stories get, like, printed in newspapers across the country, they feel bad for him. They, right. they, they call him a romantic in that, 
they sympathize with Carl. But he was never married to her. Right. That's fucking creepy, bro. So I would understand. Like if you yeah. if if this was the love of your life, you married marriage. to them, you're married to her for like fifteen to twenty years and she passes away. I get it. You wanna do that? I'm not saying it's right, but at least there's some sympathy. Right. But this is somebody you barely even fucking know. You wanna you paid for her for her burial, paid for her funeral, and then you wanna go and dig her up and then for seven fucking years. Like, not technically, you're not allowing her to move on. Nope. Because you're holding on to that. Right. You're holding on to that, that, that dream, that, that thought, like, that, that, that nasty fantasy of yours, you know? I wonder, and he has two daughters. I wonder how they feel about that. Ooh. Yeah, once where he got around? Right. Extra, extra, your dad's a fucking creep. <laughs> like, <laughs> kind of, what the fuck? Yeah. I think the weirdest thing is, right, so, and, uh, 1944, just to kind of conclude the story. 1944, he moves to another uh, area, Pasco County in Florida, right? You know where right. that is? No. You're my Florida. Fact, wait, wait, say that again? Pasco? No, I don't know where that is. Pasco County? Not at But, anyways. But Google moves, will tell me. Yes. And before he passes away in 1952, in 1950, he writes, oh, excuse me, 1947. Sorry, I got the dates a little wrong. He wrote an autobiography, not only about that situation, particularly about his whole life, you know, being right. arrested and serving in the British internment camp and all this the stuff that happened to him. But he also discloses what happened with Elena and what he did to her body. Mm-hmm. And I think that's crazy. Like, he's just like, yeah, I got away with this crime. I'm just throw this in a book for the entire country to read, you know. And, and it's crazy, too, like, because of all the extreme measures that he took with the body, the body's now in the museum. Yeah. Which is creepy. Yeah. Well, because they tried reburying it, even in an unmarked grave. You couldn't. People, people eventually found it, it yeah. and would try and steal it. Rob yeah. gravers. So they just kept it in the museum. So grave way, diggers. Grave diggers. Yeah. Grave robbers, grave diggers. So they just wanted to protect it. That's the best way to protect it. Yeah. It was just to put it in the museum to where like they had armed guards protecting it. Yeah. Which is creepy. Because now you're giving somebody else somebody something something a fantasy. But they put mummies in museums. But mummies are in sarcophagus. They're inside their sarcophaguses. You can't yeah. really see the mummy unless, like, you're one of the people who are opening the sarcophagi and trying to look Ooh, into the sarcophagi. It. That yeah, was... my vocabulary's yeah, up there. Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? My <laughs> vocabulary's up there. So, that was crazy. But with them, she's in the glass like fucking Snow White. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're not really, like, trying to. Think about how bad it. it smells in that glass container. Mm. That's disgusting. <laughs> that is disgusting. So this story ends with Carl dying on July 3rd, 1952. So the next time you're at 4th of July lighting fireworks, give a little rest in peace to Carl. (laughs) Count Carl Van Cosa. Light a few uh, fireworks to mask the smell for Carl. Yeah, fuck Carl. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Germans, man. He's a Nazi-headed ass motherfucker. Fuck Germans. Him him and his uh, uh, extra fishy pants. And this is why we don't trust people by the name of Count. Count. I wonder if he had sex with the dead body though. He I, did. I'm, I'm pretty sure he did. He did. There, well, there's there's stories that he did. I don't know if he put in his autobiography, but that'd be interesting. I'd, I'd probably look it for that book. I want to read that book. I want to read that book too. Me too. Yeah. Low key. No cap. <laughs> <laughs> I want to read that book and understand why Carl did what he did. But with that being said, folks, that's our story for the count of dead bodies. Nice. Play on words right there. I know what you got for the folks. 
Just be sure to like, subscribe, follow the podcast wherever you're listening at A Sip of Crime on Instagram, at A Sip of Crime on Instagram. And y'all know where I'm going with this, man. Y'all need to wash y'all ass. Like, wash it, wash it. Like, don't just throw water on it. Get some soap in there. If you get a rag, lather. <laughs> Scrub that motherfucker because y'all be, I'm just joking. I don't know about all of y'all, but some people be stinking up. But, um, you know, do wash your ankles, wash your knees, wash your hands. COVID is still a thing, guys. Protect yourself, protect your loved ones. And look out for mysterious cars, mysterious vans, young ladies out there. Always making sure, like, y'all safe. And be aware of your surroundings. If you're traveling alone, have somebody on the phone with you. Give somebody your location. Just, you can never go wrong, you know. And also, too, for those of you who don't know, um, go to justiceforvictoriabarrios.com. And if you guys can't help in any way to solve her murder, send out some cash donations, man. That will help keep her billboards or, or put up more billboards. So, you know, anything you could do, even if it's just prayers that you can offer, she'll take them, man. Eva is really great with um, accepting anything you guys want to send her way as long as it's positive and allowing her to feel at peace and trying to solve her daughter's murder. So if you guys have anything, though, do reach out to Detective McLeod at Santa Ana Police Department and try to get some justice for Victoria. Other than that, man, that's all we got for y'all. Peace. Peace.